There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Sonic Microphone, on. Welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I'm Terry. And I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing series 12, episode 9 of Doctor Who. And who was that voice that I heard? <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> the grand poobah emphasis on the poo. <laughs> This <laughs> return. I finally got my TARDIS to land properly. Good. Hey. Yeah. Was going through uh, a lot of stuff uh, involved with a move, and I had tons of stuff to get the console of my TARDIS to work, and uh, it was not cooperating. It was being a little bit touchy, so <laughs> so finally got it here. Made it. Glad you got everything fixed and back up and Hi-oh. running. hi just Made in time for the, the two-part finale. Yeah, just in time, boy! Oh, boy! <laughs> well, Steve, why don't you hit us with the ratings news? All right, episode nine brought in a zero point one five in adults eighteen to forty-nine with point five two four million viewers, making it the sixty-seventh rated cable show for the day. That's not bad. These numbers are so weird. Yeah, they really have been. I mean. We've talked about it, Terry, I know, and when you've probably heard us talk about it with some of our other shows, like our numbers could be exactly the same and our ratings are all over the place where we are for the day. So it's just, I I don't get it. Somebody somewhere has to explain it to me, but apparently not here now. Right. I have a feeling (laughs) somebody's got some under the desk money going on here. (laughs) No. Really? Uh, (laughs) Yes, it's Nielsen. Come on. That's true. We're never going to get all the right ratings with streaming anymore. Nope. It's too crazy. All right, let's jump in. Episode 9, Ascension of the Cybermen. The Doctor and her friends must protect the last of the human race against the Cybermen. Well, that's pretty straightforward. I do want to say we got some really great gifts out of this. Yes. This is like, I was enjoying them. I mean, I managed to get some of them too, but... I just thought they were great. There's some that I will always use now, especially <laughs> that I am very disappointed in you. I send that to people regularly now. Thank you. 
You should charge uh, the BBC for copyright. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about them drones? Those were awesome. What? <laughs> this makes me think, okay, is this where handles came from? Was right. Drone? <laughs> All right, I'm the lone guy out. I hated them. You didn't like the drones? <laughs> yeah. It was weird, though, because be- this is something new, right? Yep. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's why I have to <laughs> yes. ask. Steve. Oh, don't be picking on her. Good Lord. Yeah, this is Gosh. the first time you've seen this. Yeah, they're new, but I think they're dopey. Steve <laughs> likes them, but I think they're dopey. <laughs> they just look dope. Well, you know, at least we didn't have another Cyberman holding, like, the remote control somewhere, like, trying to fly the drone. That's true. You got a good point there. Well, let's get into some general discussion about this episode, shall we? Let's go to the future. So the doctor and her trio of companions, fam, track down the signal to the lone Cyberman. By the way, how did he get like that? Like, it looked like he was done and then he got damaged. They never said in the previous episode. No, they just kind of hinted that they started and then stopped or something. He's like, I'm complete enough. No, he was rejected by the Cybermen. So he was never fully completed. That was an odd not completed. It looked like his uh, his yeah. headpiece had been like blown off. It wasn't like it was made from the top halfway down. It was like a big section was blown off. And then one hand had the, uh, the gun. The other was like a hand that had black fingernails. Maybe that's like when they reject them, they're going to destroy them. And he survived the partial destruction. So basically he's Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yes (laughs) okay great fantastic so they track down the signal to the lone cyberman at the edge of humanity a tiny group of refugees remain on a desolate outpost the doctor ryan graham and yaz all attempt to defend the perimeter but the handles headed cyber drones (laughs) are able to quickly wipe them out yeah, that didn't last very long. No, I don't think they even got a single shot off. And everything looked so cool. And I was like, oh, they're actually going to like at least fend them off. Right. So uh, enter or the at lone... least one round. Yeah. Yeah, something. So enter the lone Cyberman and his cronies of 2006 era Cybermen, whose chests don't light up, by the way. Yeah. Hmm. The doctor continues with her darker and grittier tone, snapping back at her companions for stating the obvious. Getting a little testy? Too much coffee? So unfortunately, the quartet is swiftly split up as the few Cybermen move on with the defensive. And Yaz and Graham are stuffed into a rickety old ship along with some of the refugees. Basically, it was like a Gravitron you see at theme parks. Right. That's what it looked like to me. (laughs) With some of the refugees, they're able to make their getaway. The Dr. Ryan and young survivor Ethan run rings around the Cybermen and are able to escape in one of their ships. You know what I found really weird about this? Well, what one thing? (laughs) What one thing? Thank you. (laughs) So the the cyber drones, the headless horsemen or the horseless headsmen, (laughs) they kill a couple of the people and then they go. And it's like the the whole plan was supposed to be eventually to to wipe out humanity. So why not stick around and get everybody else? They'd knock down like a couple of them. Okay, boys, let's split. Yeah, the lone one wanted to make sure he got his shots in. Yeah, well, he... Yeah, you forget. We're dealing with a Cyberman that has emotions. And he's got so much hate in his heart. He's right there with um, the master as far as just having that high emotional hatred for something. He needs to take a Valium. 
I really wanted them to explain why he hated everything and everyone so much, but we got yeah. nothing. You had some good writers, you would have heard. Anyway. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Next yeah. episode. Next episode. <laughs> Sean, what you, uh, you want to continue with here? Well, let's talk about when our team split up. So I will have Team TARDIS number one. Whee! We are low on power and adrift through space. We have Yaz and company finding themselves on the remnants of a large cyber war battlecraft. And great, we have at least life support. And it's empty, right? <laughs> Thanks. We thought it was empty. We couldn't be that lucky, could we? Because this is only episode 9 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. We are, in fact, on a cyber carrier, and there's a hell of a lot of people on there that, well, I should say former people, all now cybermen, ready to basically take everybody out. This is really bad. Now, quick question. When we see from the last great battle, all of the floating remnants of the cybermen, was this a throwback to the episode where the doctor blows up all of the Cybermen carriers and ships and Rory was on the ship asking where was his wife? Yes, I believe that is a callback to the cyber war. Yeah, okay. that's what I would have figured, yeah. I forgot well, I, about Rory. I wasn't 100% yeah. with that because I didn't know if that was something separate officially because Doctor well, Who they, is they, not a straight line. <laughs> yeah, they kind of set that up in the intro where you just have all the, some of the parts. It was far fewer parts floating in space and then the big cyber head came towards the screen. And they kind of gave you that where, you know, every empire crumbles or whatever. So they kind of, without actually saying it, they kind of led you to believe that. And then when they kind of go through this like big, massive rubble of Cybermen, yeah, I forgot about Rory, but yeah, that would that would be Cyber War remnants, sure. I feel like at that point, the other Cybermen should have been like, whoa, yeah, wait, I remember something about this, but yeah, alas, that did not happen. Yeah, there you go, upgrade. We do have Yaz and Graham immediately taking charge, though, poking around the bowels of the Cybership without fear because they have not been introduced to the Cybermen. Right. And they keep trying to reassure their fellow passengers who, hello, basically they know all of humanity has been wiped out because of these things. So you kind of want to be like, all right, guys, pull it back a little. Great. You're here. You're kind of safe. But maybe don't touch and turn things on. Yeah, it be a good idea. <laughs> but alas, Yaz has always been curious. And uh, somehow we see an especially delighted Graham, who has somehow become this plucky action hero, which he's really sweet. And I love Graham. But again, you don't know what they went through. You might want to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like how Yaz kind of smiles at him. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I love like the whole the whole thing when he's like, "Thank you, Eeyore." Yes, I know. It's like, all right, Graham. <laughs> then he says, "Sunshine" was another one. <laughs> I, I, they're not going to get all your references, but thank you for that. At least we do. But <laughs> there are a hell of a lot of Cybermen on this ship. They're saying possibly millions, and we are a long way from home. But we are going to face this new challenge with optimism and tenacity. Because that's what the doctor would do. No, no, the doctor might not in this case, but maybe that's just me. Right. <laughs> and we have, oh my goodness, what was his name? Rob, Ravio? Yes. Ravio. Yep. 
and the other survivors telling Graham and Yaz about, what was it, Co Charmouth? Yes. Okay. Charmouth. I really hate some of the names. I screw them up all the time. And they decide to try to take the ship there because this is the gateway to get through where the Cybermen have not been or can't go. Right. Can't go. I'm really like, but you haven't met this weirdo that's half-baked who's now running the Cybermen. Maybe it's me. I think it's you. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, let's bring the power back online. Oh, now we notice the Cybermen. Again, should have been looking, but whatever. Yeah. And what is with this little flirty flirt stuff going on? (laughs) Hey, Graham. Okay. Especially when Ravio's like, you're weird. Weird is good. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look out. Graham's Graham. like, Graham's like, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> I don't even know if Graham picked it up right away, but it was just it like, I mean, the rest of us, I know there was a lot on Twitter going, oh, look at this. Yeah. Ravio <laughs> fancies Graham. I'm like, okay, Graham, you don't even know. I guess we'll have to call him Gravio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And Terry is back. (laughs) (laughs) He's shipping people already. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We check in on Team TARDIS 2, and the Dr. Ryan and one of the other survivors wind up on a ship of their own, taking Ashad's personal craft, and he's not real pleased about it. Aha, screw you. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor is greeted by a projection of the lone Cyberman aboard his ship. And he tells his story of how he was a human trapped in a cyber internment camp rejected by the conversion. And he now believes he has a greater purpose to bring the cyber race to a higher plane of existence. And the doctor is, yeah, 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 cry me a river. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Damn. Uh, She has no... No feelings for the Cybermen. That's true, but when you actually voice that, (laughs) that's cold, Steve. I'm just full of it tonight, I guess. So (laughs) tonight, yeah. (laughs) So, Co Sharmus. The survivors tell each group about Koshamus, where rumors suggest that there is a portal to an unknown universe that the Cybermen can't reach. The Doctor and the crew make it to Koshamus while the Doctor believes it's a location. Well, it's not. It's a place. But not a place because it's actually a person. Yeah. Yo, Ko. Yeah, Ko is the keeper of the boundary, a portal that transports people to another unknown part of the universe. I was like, why does he look so familiar? Yeah. Ian Mm -hmm. Mickle. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say his name. (laughs) You've been to Ireland and Scotland, Steve. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're probably closer than us, Sam. Ellen Henney. But he's from Game of Thrones. Yes, he is. That's where we saw him. I know that face. I know that voice. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Of course, once the doctor approaches the boundary, a portal opens and it leads to Gallifrey. Say what? Yeah. And this Gallifrey is really broken. Yeah. And so apparently the master, when he told the doctor that he basically burned Gallifrey to the ground, apparently he did so. Yeah, I would say. And as the doctor and gang are peeking through the boundary, out pops the master again. Oh boy, guess who's back? 
How did he even get there? <laughs> I th- This is where you, it really, okay, I know Terry's got a whole different line of thought here, but this is where I started to really get lost because I'm like, okay, they're kind of filling in. We had the cyber war, like you said. So I'm like, okay, throw back to when, when Matt Smith's doctor blew the shit out of everyone and Rory was there. And I'm like, all right, we got a little bit of this doctor in here and this doctor. But I'm like, how did the master get in? He was stuck in that weird alternate universe. The but it was like in the mine. Right. Yeah. So I'm like so confused. And this is only one of the things I was confused about, I would tell you. Right. But yeah. The next one is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just the master. You can't kill him when you think he's dead. He's not. And he pops up just out of nowhere when you think there's no way he can. I mean, remember how he had to even get to get captured by the Kasavians. He had to live through what? From the 50s to or the 40s to the 2000s to to get right. there and he escaped the nazis and no telling who else <laughs> there's just a he's lot a cockroach of man you can't kill him you can't get rid of him he's always That's there like, <laughs> like herpes yeah. <laughs> there's a pleasant thought for you yeah. the is like herpes there you go that's, that's your takeaway for this episode that's so. right that's right the pod doctors cares and so we talk about this uh, lad, Brendan, and uh, oh boy, have I got a lot to say here. As the doctor and her friends are running around space, in early 20th century Ireland, a young man comes across an abandoned baby. Later, he and his wife adopt the boy and name him Brendan. And Brendan eventually grows up and becomes a police officer. And when uh, confronting a thief, it seemed like his dad was or had been on the police force or was least friends with uh, yes. the head guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So when confronting a thief, uh, Brendan is shot and falls backwards over the side of a cliff. Boy, there's a metaphor. As this is happening, I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with the doctor? Right. Yeah. Yeah. My first thought was, are we seeing Captain Jack's backstory and he's going to all of a sudden pop up and say, did you miss me? Uh-huh. I would like oh that. my God! You guys would have heard me squeal all the way from here. I like that far better. So um, his police chief rushes to his side, but by surprise, Brendan wakes up unharmed. Yeah, here, yeah, there's a hole in his coat, but there ain't no hole in his chest. And uh, years later, Brendan is an old man retiring from the force. He's given the gift of a clock, and as he leaves the station, he is confronted by the police chief and his father. Mysteriously, neither seem to have aged. And I'm like, is this some sort of weird thing that the master is doing inside of the doctor's head? Or one of the Time Lords is basically screwing with somebody's head? Right. I don't think they're that clever. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) yeah, they lead him back inside and without much resistance, which surprised me, they erase Brendan's mind. Thank you for your service. The one guy says, sorry, you won't remember it. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like they're putting the braces on my wrists. They're putting this thing on my head. And it's like, I'd be like, get me the hell out of here. (laughs) So uh, what's going on here with the brief return of Captain Jack and all seasons of Torchwood being uploaded on BBC iPlayer last week? Could this be an early version of the secret organization? 
Oh, yeah. like I said, and, I was thinking this was related to Captain Jack somehow, and as I as this was playing out, but I hadn't thought of that. But that would have made more sense, right? In the series, and I'll come back to it. I'll have something to say. In the series, it was common for members to use retcon, a drug which erases short term memory. And I've been hearing that word a lot on a lot of the comments <laughs> on videos about the next episode. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where we were uh, leaving. I do have a, a question here. Just one? Yeah. No, I got to save it for the next time. <laughs> Never yeah, mind. <laughs> it just dawned on me. I got to save it for the next time. Okay. Yeah. This <laughs> episode kind of left us scratching our heads with what the hell's going on here. In more yeah, ways than yeah. one. <laughs> so you kind of figure, huh, either episode 10 is going to have to be two hours to flesh all this out, or it's going to be one of those that spin us so sideways it isn't funny and just blows our heads off. I vote for the latter. <laughs> there was just so much that when this one ended, I'm like, what? And the reason I thought Brendan was somehow attached to the master because they did that zapping at the end and the master had been so, I guess, tortured yeah. by, by the powers that be. I thought that's what it was. It's like, oh, these were some of his incarnations previous. It's like, oh, you had a great life, but we're going to screw with you. That's what I thought this was. And it's still just, I was really questioning because by the time we get to the season finale, I'm like, is this going to have anything to do with anything? Yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense that I could, at least I can see where you were thinking that it might have something to do with the master because, mm -hmm. yes, it would make perfect sense that, yeah, if that was Time Lords and, and he was actually doing something good like the doctor would. Right. And then they'd wipe his mind and he wouldn't remember it. And it's like something a Time Lord would do because right. they're and, all. And something just finally breaks him. J.A.'s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Any other thoughts that you guys have before we wrap up episode nine? I need Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, any more thoughts? It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the finale. Yeah, I, I think most of us just sat there with a huh look yeah. on our face when this one was over. Right. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. we got to wait a week. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to know what you guys think. Shoot us an email. Let us know at thepoddoctors at gmail.com. And you can also get us at www.fangirlzone.com at contact us. And we will reply to you either way, either through here or one of our many ways that we contact people. You can find us all on our contacts page because Shawnee doesn't remember everything. There's way too many. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be honest. We're getting but... old. <laughs> and I'm the one that's been gone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. That's... And while you're at it, if you can rate review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. They can watch so much Doctor Who. So tell them to jump in, give them your favorite episode, let them dive headfirst, and join us in the Whovian fandom. And they can be happy and sad and mad like the rest of us. Come yes. on. <laughs> Bring them all in. And of course, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. <laughs> so for this episode of The Pod Doctors, I am Sean Fangirl S. 
And I'm Terry. And remember, not every portal is meant to be gone through. And I'm Steve. Be afraid, Doctor, because everything is about to change forever. Yeah, until next time.